get this. I told you season two, we're going to be doing some different things here. Okay. We're going to shake it up here on the Good Apple Podcast. And today, Coach Christine is going to break down the top three mistakes that will sabotage and destroy your relationships. Apples! Welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. The Good Apple is a place where Christ followers, at any stage of your walk, can learn to apply powerful, life-transformative, biblical truths to live in the world, but not of the world, according to John 15. We are a community of kingdom kids who live bright lives, seasoned and salty, with lots of godly flavor to enhance the world as directed in Matthew 5. We are the remnant of God's people, the good apples, who invite God into our everyday lives and live in success, health, wealth, prosperity, peace, and applied biblical knowledge as those spoken of in Isaiah 65. Apples, welcome or welcome back. Hello, Apples. Welcome or welcome back to the weekly podcast, The Good Apple, with me, your host, Sharonda Simone. Apples, today we have a special guest and I am extremely excited to have her on the show Because let me tell you, anytime this woman of God speaks, lives are changed. So you are really in for a treat. So make sure that you stay tuned throughout this entire episode, because I know you're going to be blessed. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I'm so happy you are here. You know that it is not by accident. It is a divine appointment. And per usual, God is going to show up and show out. Now, I would love to genuinely connect All right. So be sure to reach out to me and let me know you are listening. All of my contact information and social media handles are down in the description box. So please reach out to me. I really love to connect and keep the conversation going. Now, for all of my returning and faithful good apples, thank you so, so much. You all are truly a source of encouragement for me. And I must say that the enemy is on high alert because every week, the community grows stronger and stronger. There are strength in numbers. And the Bible tells us that where God's people are gathered, two or more, then he is there. So thank you so very much for showing up week after week and for reaching out to me, you know, for sharing the posts and commenting on Instagram, Facebook. It really means a lot to me. I am considering putting the Good Apple Podcast episodes on YouTube. Let me know what you guys think about that. Um, For those of you who follow my personal brand, Sharonda Simone, you know that I do have a YouTube channel. So what I was thinking about was actually putting the Good Apple, you know, in a video format, but it would just be the audio on my YouTube channel as a special or specific playlist. Let me know how you feel about that. Again, I'm just trying to make the information as easily accessible to everyone. All righty. Now, you know that each week, I like to give a special shout out to a good Apple listener who has let me know they're listening. And you guys, this week is really special because we have a listener all the way from UK. So this week's special good Apple shout out is to Millie K. Millie continues the conversation. She engages on posts. She comments, she shares, and truly Millie, I appreciate you. I appreciate your love and support. I pray God continues to bless you and your family in everything you do. 
Thank you so very much, Millie, for tuning in. All righty. So like I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, we have a special guest, Apples. I told you that season two, we were going to ramp up the conversation so that it would not just be my perspective, because there are so many good apples who can add to the conversation. So I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you are listening in and you or someone you know would like to be a guest, a co-host here on the Good Apple Podcast, please be sure to reach out to me. All you have to do is check the description below. Check the show notes. All of my information is there. Okay, so today our Good Apple is Coach Christine. Now, Coach Christine hosts a Redefine You coaching program. It's twice a year, okay? Um, She will give you some more details because she is having a special free program going on now in the month of September. I'll have her give you more information about that here in just a little bit. But Coach Christine, um, she has her coaching program, Redefine You, like I said before. And this program helps women unleash their vision, gain clarity of their goals and identity, and shows how to nurture themselves and their relationships. Apples, let me just tell you something. Not only is Coach Christine awesome in what she does as a coach, but this woman and I have been friends and sisters in Christ now for over five years. She is a woman of God. She is a powerhouse And she is one of my main accountability partners. So a lot of the success you see in my life is because she keeps me on task. I want us to give a warm, good Apple community welcome to my friend, sister in Christ, Coach Christine. Christine, are you there? I am here, Sharonda. Yes. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am really well. I am so excited. I have my pen and my paper beside me. I'm also taking notes on my computer. Apples, make sure you are prepared to digest all of this apple goodness that Coach Christine is about to share with us. Trust me when I say you're in for a treat today. So now every episode, I do like to start off with a prayer just to make sure that we get our hearts and our minds ready and prepared for what, you know, we're going to receive. So today, since Coach Christine is going to, you know, take the lead in this episode, then I'm going to ask you, Christine, to lead us in prayer. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Father God. As you give us this day, Lord, to be again, to communicate, to share your words so we can inspire other people and inspire each other. I want to thank you for all the listeners that Sharonda has um, touched their lives through the Good Apple podcast. Uh, I want to ask you to bless the listener, even if they're multitasking, driving in the car, cleaning, cooking, you know, talking to their children, that you bless their um, bless their lives through the words that we're going to be speaking on this podcast, Father God. And thank you, Lord, for continuing to watch over us and keep us safe and sound and, and in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so very much, Christine. Okay, so today's topic, this is actually going to be a first here on the Good Apple Podcast. Okay, so we are going to be talking about 
top three mistakes that will sabotage and destroy your relationships. Coach Christine, go ahead and get us started. So part of relationships, the t- there's, there's many mistakes that come because you're bringing two people together. Either it's the marriage dynamic or the parent-child dynamic, or the, you know, adult parent to the, their, you know, their parents um, relationship. And we're trying to put two individual people together and put them into one. And part of that process, there's mistakes that are going to happen, but you can't address the mistakes if you don't identify the source. So what I came to the conclusion is there are three F's. Like everybody wants an A on their assignments and on their work, A++, but the three F's when it comes to, the top three F's that come to a relationship, there's many more, but these are the three I really want us to focus on. And uh, the first one is actually fear and control. The second is false expectations and fantasies. And number three is the biggest one, filling voids. So I know during this episode, we're going to be talking about the first two, the fear and control and the false expectations and fantasies. Ooh, apples. Ooh, apples. I don't know about you, but already I'm feeling the heat, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Okay. So fear and control. Now, I believe, I mean, this could go for not only, as you said, you know, romantic relationships with your spouse, your partner, but also too with, you know, your children, your friends, you know, those in your close circle, right? I mean, fear and control. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Talk about fear and control. Yes, and you just touched on it too. Um, the reason why we focus mainly, um, mostly on the relationship, it's really three relationships. It's relationship with yourself, uh, four relationships. So it's a relationship with yourself, relationship with your um, romantic partner, and relationship with your children, and relationship with your parents. Because that's the inner circle, right? Some people like to say, oh, it's my coworker, or it's this. Those are outside um, influences. And that's for another time. But right now, we're focusing on what's what's in the center, what's in the closest, the ones usually that's calling, causing us the most pain, the one that's making us get up in the middle of the night, the one that's make, making us think, I took all my, um, I took all my vitamins when I was pregnant. I took my prenatals, like what's happening, right? Um, th- those types of things. But the fear and control is really coming from a place of ownership. We are created in God's image. He said we are imitators. Like we're creating his image. We're supposed to be imitators of God. And with that, that means we possess things. We have the power and control to go possess the land, you know, speak over things that we're like, uh-uh, I know this is not supposed to be in my life. But a lot of times people translate that into possessing, being possessive over other people. And that word, my, my children, my husband, my parents, that's a possessive adjective. With that, you and you know you know two-year-old's favorite word is mine 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 you know they're like this is mine this is my thing this is my truck and that type of behavior is really um from childhood right and a lot of time we carry into the adult adult way of living and we want to own people we may not say it in that way but our actions say that 
And how that shows up and how that's present is when you are, you know, finding yourself so attached to how things should be. Right. I can say I, you know, not to cut you off, but Uh I already, you know, I know that my personality is one of a, you know, I I like to see everyone win and be their best. And, you know, I want for everyone to excel or to have a certain way of living, but it's not necessarily, you know, that I intentionally want to control, you know, but it's like, like you said, you know, I have my children, I have my spouse, I have, you know, my inner circle and I want for everyone to win. I would say this too. Um, the I think the funniest thing that's on a resume is when people say, oh, I'm adaptable, right? But we as humans have a hard time for change. We are not the most adaptable people, especially when we're coming into new concepts, right? You want to kind of resist. So you just mentioned something because we all desire that for for our inner circle. We want everyone to win, especially as we're growing. But that's sometimes rushing the process for someone else, right? And then that person feels like, oh, I'm not meeting the standard. You know, then they start thinking all these internal thoughts, like they're failing. And then they start acting out of a place of fear. And then it's just a cycle that completes itself. But really, when it comes to us seeing um, seeing things, and we don't see someone, because we're trying to control the outcome, Right. You can't really control the outcome. God gives you a vision and you're supposed to trust God, right? And I'm going to be honest, sometimes God, his ways are unpredictable. We can trust him and we know everything he's going to do for us is for our good because we love him. But how he gives it to us is is unpredictable. And we get scared of the unpredictable. So we rather have say, oh, you know, I have control. Again, you're not having this full conversation like, oh, I have control over the situation. But you say things like, oh, this is out of control. This is out of hand. When you start using that type of language, that's when you're like, aha, you know, what am I trying to control? Am I trying to control the outcome? Because when you so focus, so far focused in the future, it's impossible for you to focus on the present. And what I like to say is that your present is a present. That is a gift for you. And you cannot be fully present when you are trying to control the outcome. Like you're trying to control what your child should be. And what I really like to tell my children is that God gave me a vision for myself. And he's going to give you a vision for you. And your job is to tell me, like, what is it? What are you interested in? What do you feel pulled at? Because when you start opening that, that door for them to be who God created them to be, because God didn't say he created them in your image. They may look like you, but he said we're created in his image, right? And a lot of times our image is a little dysfunctional. And sometimes we try to, tie, we try to push our thoughts and some of our behaviors on our children you know, and this is also unintentionally and sometimes intentionally because we're like, this is the way, right? But there's only one way, and that's Jesus is the way, capital W. And we don't, we say this is the right way. So there's a lot of times as children, and we know this as adults, sometimes you are conflicted like, oh, well, this is what we're supposed to do, but I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. 
And then you start to create that detachment. And the same thing was, um, you know, having a spouse. We, when we're coming from a place of fear and control, sometimes our language can be manipulative because we're fearing that, oh, this is not the perfect family. This is not the the perfect um, relationship. And then sometimes our language should become manipulative. Wow. Yeah, that is really good. That's good. Apples, I know that there are a few instances already that I can think of, you know, if I'm going to be totally transparent, um, you know, those of you who know me personally, or if you, you know, follow me on social media, you know, just how involved I am with you know, child rearing, right? And, you know, I really do believe, you know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when, you know, they're old, they will not depart. And so I, you know, as a woman of God, I do take that very seriously. You know, children are a blessing. And, you know, as I'm hearing Coach Christine talk, I'm, you know, basically doing a self-check. And I urge you apples to do the same. Do a self-check. You know, am I training my child up in my image or God's image? Good question. Are we doing it God's way, which is the only way? Or are we trying to also, you know, interject our own, you know, our own in there, which is not always a bad thing, but I think it's a good conversation for us to have. You know, I think it's a good conversation because that is where that whole control and fear comes in if it doesn't perfectly match how we think it should be. But like Coach Christine said, God's way is not always how we would expect it to be, but it's definitely the perfect way. Um, I was thinking about um, the verse in 2 Timothy 1.7, where it says that, you know, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I know that's a verse that Coach Christine, you know, also was touching on. Um, and it's interesting to me that in the same verse, it says he didn't give us a spirit of fear. So number one, we know that fear is a spirit. So we do have dominion over that, according to Luke ten nineteen. All right. So we do have dominion over that spirit of fear. But then it says we didn't have that spirit. Instead, we have the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as Coach Christine was talking here, I'm thinking like, okay, we don't have the spirit of fear. So what's the opposite of fear, power, love, and a sound mind? You know, we talk about feeling powerless and things are out of control. And that's because we're operating out of fear, whether it's fear of failure for others, whether it's, you know, fear of lack. But that is a powerless position, because it's a spirit of fear. It's a, it's a place of fear. But God said he didn't give us that. So we reject it in the name of Jesus. Instead, we claim a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind, which will allow us to you know, make the proper judgment call. You know, like when we're in our relationships romantically, you know, when we are with our children, you know, it's like, gosh, I mean, these are good conversations and good things to ask ourselves you know, these are things that even other good apples and I talk about just in passing, you know, it's like, okay, am I doing the right thing by my child? Am I too overbearing? Am I not, you know, involved enough? I mean, so thank you so much, Coach Christine, because I think it's a good, it's a, it's a good uh, checkpoint, you know, that we should always be, be doing as we're in our relationships. So thank you very much. 
when we're coming out of fear and control, it can make our love conditional, right? It's kind of like coding. A lot of kids are learning coding in school, which I think is awesome. Um, but it's like, if you do this, then I will do, you know, and it's coming to a conditional because you're being controlling because you're like, oh, well, I can control control that. I can control my response. But I love that you said that because God did give us a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind because faith and fear cannot coexist. It cannot. So you only can come from a place of faith. And that's where a lot of times, even believers, like we're getting conflicted a lot of times because we're like, we want to be positive. And being positive is not about being happy and rainbows and sunshine. No, you have to have rain for things to grow, right? Everything is meant to grow. Everything's meant to grow. Um, and part of that, even us growing out of our fantasies, right? And expectations um, is part of the process. But a lot of times people do not plan for things to be broken, right? This is me right now shattering the, the false expectations and the fantasies. No one plans for things to break. You don't plan for your car not to work. You don't plan for, I remember I had my, oh my goodness, I love this candle that I had in my bathroom. It matches the theme, the gold and the black, and it broke. So then I had to take time to make sure I got all the glass pieces up and everything, but it wasn't planned. I didn't say on this day, I was going to break this. We never plan for things to break, but the breaking is necessary for us to um, transform, right? And all we're doing is continuing to renew our mind daily so we can be transformed in the image of God. So we can have more of a peaceful life. And if you're holding on false expectations and fantasies, it's really impossible for you to move forward. And so I'm asking you right now is to just open your mind to what I'm going to share with you. And I need you to get ready to take the time out to break, to break the false expectations and fantasies in your life. Okay. I'm ready. Apples. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I trust you, coach Christine. All right. Let's do it. All right. The first thing I would like to say is that sometimes the scripture, which is, is just so powerful. And I love the scripture. And a lot of people misinterpret this scripture when they think of the things they want to call things as not, as not what they are, but what they're going to be right as what they, they are in the future. And you, and they're saying things like, Oh, you have not because you ask not, you know, it says, oh, ask and it'll be given to you. And yes, those things really do happen. But again, that's possession, not over people, but over the land. You have dominion over land and things, not over people. And what I'm referring to is the list, right? So we have a list for our spouse. We don't really have a physical list for our children and we don't have a physical list for our parents, but we do have a physical list for our spouse um, or if we're dating, we have this long list. We have, he should have abs. He should have a good paying job. He should be educated. He should, um, you know, have good credit. And we have this list, right? And with that list, 
I really do like asking because I've met women in the past that they have this list and I'm like, are you any of those things on your list? And they look at me and I'm like, no, just a real honest, honest question because you really attract what you are at that time. But if you can see yourself on that list and if you see those are the qualities you want in someone else, then you should start working on those qualities in yourself. Right. Because that's really going to lead us into point three, which I'm really going to dig into. But the having that false expectations and fantasies, you really create suffering because then you go around saying there's no good men out here. There's more women than men. You start believing these type of lies and um, then you start to restrict. Right. You really start restricting what God can really do in your life. But that's just for romantic um, relationships. When it comes to your children, a lot of times we have this fantasy that, you know, our child is going to be the successful, you know, so-and-so, you know, they're going to be a lawyer. They're going to be this. And it's not saying that you're not speaking life into them because you absolutely should be speaking life into them. But what if God called them to do something else? And it's not in the form of what you think success is. That is, is when you have to do in which I actually I use the same terminology too, Sharana, but you have to do a self check and you only can do a self check when you're present. Right. You're present with the thought. OK, why am I having that thought? What is the biggest fear? Oh, because it comes back to yourself. Um, oh, you know what? I'm not going to be looked at as a good mom or a good wife if my if my child is not doing this, this and this, you know, but God may have called them to do something else. And that's why I tell people like whoever you're sharing your space with really get to know their vision for their life too, because God gives visions to you uniquely. Right. And that's so you can grow and do what he's called you to do. But this also gives people permission to do what they're supposed to do. Not us forcing a fantasy on them that, Hey, you have to be this because God's way is his way. We need to trust his process. And when he's in and when things come into our lives, you know, don't always look at it as a um, a burden, but really look at the benefit. Like, OK, what is the benefit of this situation? Why is this happening right now? Oh, I noticed. Hmm. I had an expectation that, you know, my husband should be doing X, Y and Z. I have an expectation that my children should be doing X, Y, and Z. But really, it's you're asking for robots, right? Your children, and I and I do this too, but um, I have all boys. And my babies, they are, you know, they explore. They do. They ask questions. And I invite them to ask the questions because I don't want them to feel afraid to come ask me a question out of they think I'm going to judge them because I'm not. Um, I just quietly listen. And naturally, how I respond, I quickly respond. That's my natural um, instinct is, oh, you know, as women, we like to go in and rescue. I don't want you to feel this pain. I don't want you to feel this, this discomfort. But a lot of times you have to let your children sit in the discomfort, right? And you guys let them sit in the pain sometimes because they are trying to formulate their own solutions. And then you can interject, you know, ever so gently. You know, but you're still doing the work on yourself as well. And being open about that, that you are also, you know, because a lot of times children have fantasies of us of being their superheroes, right? We can't make a mistake. And we're thinking, I just made a mistake, you know? And and you have to just be honest with them and say, hey, I'm growing too. The things I did 10 years ago, I don't do anymore. 
Um, the things I did five years ago, I don't do anymore because this is what mommy learned. This is what daddy learned. And that will start letting them to see things as, you know, as they are. And it will allow them to be themselves. The same thing, your spouse, they'll feel the permission that they already have, right? Because you can't give no one permission to be themselves. But they will already have the permission to be who they are, to love how they're supposed to. But you can't operate out of that when you have these restrictive um, false expectations and false fantasies. And it's cultivated around that list. And sometimes when you're looking at that list, sometimes you're so committed to the illusion of how things should be that you don't give, you stifle growth. This is, this is so good. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> so much to digest. Thank you so very much, Coach Christine. Um, I am, I'm really taking it in. I'm really taking it in. And it's so, so much that you've covered. I know just in my relationship with my husband when we were dating till marriage, you know, now we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary, praise God, you know, and I remember when we first started dating. Okay. So it's a transparent moment. Um, we were dating and we had an argument. It was about something so basic. It might've been like pizza. When I tell you basic, it was such a basic argument. And I remember feeling like it was the end of the world. And of course it was a trumped up, you know, emotion and dramatic and all, but my husband, you know, he is the only real serious relationship I've ever had. So I remember in the beginning, I had this false expectation and fantasy, you know, and of course I knew he wasn't perfect and I wasn't perfect. You know, but it's easy to say that, but then to truly realize like, Hmm, you really just over, dramatized that whole situation. Thank God he is very patient, you know, and he honestly, uh, I would say he has a lot more um, emotional maturity. And, you know, in the beginning of our, our relationship, he had a lot more than I had. And that was probably, again, just my naivete, you know, as far as relationships. But it's so interesting because I had a lot of false expectations and fantasies. And you're right. They're very restrictive. And, you know, then I look at my you know, our, our marriage now and how much more realistic, of course, you know, not lowering expectations because I think every year, you know, we've grown together as people, we've become better people. You know, I do believe that my husband brings out, you know, the best in me. Um, and I would say that whether he was listening to this podcast or not, you know, Ron truly brings out the best in me, but I can see how those expectations as you said, they really just trapped things because then, you know, it's almost like walking on eggshells, you know, and the fantasy is just that it's a fantasy. It's not real, you know, and I think, yes, we can blame Hollywood and all of that, you know, for what they present. But at the same time, I mean, at some point in life, we have to grow up and we have to realize like we are bringing two imperfect people together with their own expectations and their own life experiences, trying to, as you said in the beginning, make it one. And of course, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you have, you know, you bring yourself and you bring yourself and then you become one. No, it's actually that's, you know, you need to be a whole person. You and God together need to be a whole person. And then you and your spouse or you know, your spouse and God needs to be a whole person. Then you come together 
you know, and that's truly where it is. But, um, you know, having the whole false expectations and fantasies, yeah, definitely been there, done that, praise God, you know, for growth. But then, you know, you also said something that I think is extremely profound, that we tend to have these lists, you know, and I remember I used to say this again, you know, I was young, but I used to say, you know, I'm bringing caviar to the table. And so my husband got to be bringing, you know, something more than just the crackers, you know, and I just remember that was my thing. Now, when I look at my list, yes, you know, I honestly don't remember, but I do know that I did have a list for, you know, what I wanted in my spouse. Um, And it's so funny because some of the main things that I wanted, um, yes, my husband has them, but there are so many things that weren't on my list that my husband brings to the table that I could have never anticipated even needing. But again, because I let God, you know, move in my life and we came together. Now it's like, oh, wow. Again, there's that restriction, right? Because you might say, I want this, this, and this in my marriage, or I want, you know, children that that do A, B, C, D. And then you don't even think about all of the other things that you're not expecting, that you're not going to have access to because you've limited so much. So it's also an exclusion when you have these fantasies and expectations that are not biblical based. You know, yes, you should have expectations, apples. Yes, you should want, you know, a quality individual. But at the same time, like Coach Christine says, we don't want to restrict. You know, we don't want to restrict. And also, too, we can't attract that which we're not. And that goes for friendships even. I had a conversation recently with another good apple and we were talking because I said, you know, when I first moved here, you know, to Southern Georgia, I didn't have any close friends. And I remember having this discussion with my husband and just, you know, because I'm such a social person, I do like to have, you know, a close knit uh, group around me. And this was before I met, you know, Coach Christine. Um, But I remember when I first moved here, I felt very lonely outside of, you know, my home. So in my home, obviously I have my children, my husband, but outside I didn't have any, you know, true friends. And I remember I was talking to Ron about that, my husband, and I said, I would like to have friends that I can truly say that we are sisters in Christ. And, you know, we have the same ideals, not identical, but the same or, you know, similar, I should say. And I remember him saying, well, you know, basically everything you ask for of God that is in his plan for your life, you've gotten, I've, I've seen it happen. And so just continue to be Sharonda and you'll attract those people continue to be the woman of God and you'll attract those people. And lo and behold, I have wonderful friends and, you know, a, a, an inner circle of women, but that is because the list aligned with what God already had in store. You know what I mean? I could find myself on my list, but we, you know, it's true. We cannot, attract that which we're not. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So the presumption is that when you are found, you're already a wife. You don't become a wife after you're found. And I remember my husband, you know, I'm kind of jumping back and forth between, you know, platonic and romantic. But I remember again, when my husband and I first started dating, there were things that I wasn't doing I wasn't being selfless. I still had some selfish attributes. And he told me, hey, we're going to be married one day. So you might as well begin to perform the duties of selflessness before the I do. And he was right, you know. So we have to first be what we want in others so that we can attract them. Because like attracts like. 
Absolutely. Um, and I love the transparency. So I will say this too, um, when it comes to friendships, because I know when me and you first met, um, sometimes people are not so present because everyone's on their different um, journey of growth, right? And we have to give people permission that they're growing a different race than us. All of us are not growing at the same time. But I've done a lot of work. I've done a lot of inner work. I've, um, you know, study. I love revelations. Um, when God gave me revelations, like, I love getting out and writing. It's so exciting. I'm like, oh, he's speaking to me. Yes. Um, but I remember after I had um, my second baby and we met, and um, and I share the story with a lot of people because I'm like, you really need to check your feelings um, because you can miss out on good opportunities. And um, I remember you were giving a presentation at work and um, I was uh, sitting in there, but I was looking at the other women in the room, the older women and and their face was kind of not welcoming, like, right? And I was sitting there and I was like, this lady's so happy. This is me just getting back from maternity leave too. I was like, she is just so happy. She's loving life right now. And I was like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to pump. And I was breastfeeding at the time. And I was like, I'm going to pump and go. And then I was like, ooh, where is this coming from? Right? And I was like, oh, this is a lie. You know, I was able to sit with that feeling and I made myself sit there because my flesh was trying to have a little say so. And, um, but I recognize it. But a lot of times people don't know why they don't like another person. And I believe the enemy uses that to, to block the, the bridge for being built into your promised land, right? Um, because we're all interconnected. We all meet each other, right? We all have gifts and talents that we're supposed to be um, sharing with one another. Just like someone hurts your feelings, there's another person that's going to help you heal those feelings, right? You get pain caused from, from an, another individual, but there's another individual that you'll get healing from. And um, with me saying that is that I made it, so I did have to eventually go pump because I had to go to class after that. But I went, as soon as I was done, I heard him try to look for Sharonda to tell her she did an amazing job, you know, because I was like, Flesh, you're dying today, right? But I was like, you did an amazing job. But I didn't find I didn't find her before I left. Um, I think she was with a patient at the time. But um, I remember I made sure the first thing in the morning when I seen her, I say, hey, you did an amazing job. And I wanted, you, I wanted to let you know that. You know, I think about that just, well, your transparency after, because of course, when you first came up to me and said that I, I didn't know the backstory, you know, I was just so um, grateful that someone actually took something from the presentation. Um, but it's so interesting that now we're having this conversation in this setting. So you talked a lot about, you know, your growth. And I mean, I am just so grateful to have been I wouldn't say a part of it as in I helped with it I'm saying a part of it as in I was able to witness you know and you know because you are one of my accountability partners you know um, how much you have blessed me and allowed me to grow in Christ and just even as a wife and a mother so thank you so much for that boldness Um, but I'm thinking about that time when we first met and then now fast forward to five six years later and Last night, um, or no, Thursday night, 
on your workshop, which please be sure to tell them about the workshop that is going on before we end the podcast. But um, that Thursday night, you said something on the podcast that you've said to me so many times, and I carry it with me. And it's actually really, really helped me. So Apple's, listen to this, Christine said, a lot of times when we see something in another individual, and we feel that little green monster, whether it's, you know, um, jealousy or envy, right? Or we feel like, gosh, you start to have self-pity. Like, I wish I could do that. Or, you know, why isn't that me? That little feeling is actually an indication that you have that same talent. You have that same capability. You can actually do that as well. And so when she was saying, okay, when she first saw her initial flesh response was to say, okay, this is good and leave, but she didn't, she fought it. She came and we initially, you know, started talking then now we have this beautiful friendship, but that's because she saw herself in me. If that makes sense. Like she said, Hey, yeah, that is who she is. And here she is now with, with a thriving coaching business, you know, and she's empowering other women So it's because that, so if you have that little, "Mm, gosh, why is she doing that? Or why is he doing that? You know, it should be me. You are correct. It should be you. And when coach Christine told me this years ago, because again, I told you she's my accountability partner. So there are times when I call her and I'm like, Hey, I feel that little green monster. And she's like, well, Sharonda, that's because you can do that too. There are certain things that I see other people do, and I'm so happy for them. I feel no jealousy, no envy. Satan doesn't even try and you know twist my flesh that way because it's just I'm happy for them, and I can be the biggest cheerleader for them, but I have no desire to do what they're doing. And then there are other times when I feel that little green monster, and I know, yes, it's not of God. You know, it's definitely not of God, but that is also a great time to say, okay, that's something that I should or could be doing. So let me tap into that even more. So Coach Christine, that's something that I have really learned from you. And I have taken that over the years. And it's actually helped me to accomplish so much more in life. Because if I feel where Satan's trying to tweak my flesh in a negative way, I add it onto the list. Okay, Holy Spirit, let's talk about this. Is this something that you want for me to do? Because I see someone else doing it. And I can feel it pulling on my heart. Absolutely. Um, That's why journaling is so important and having accountability because you can only get so far on your own. Um, God really works through people. And I know most of us like get up in the morning and pray and say, God, just use me today. But when you, a person can block that by just saying, well, I don't want no one to see my transgressions. You know, I don't want no one to see how ugly I am. But transparency is really key to healing. Transparency is really key to to really understand what are your false expectations? Are you bringing on other generations, past generations expectations? Are you bringing in culture expectations? Um, you know, are you bringing in, you know, fantasies because you are watching love? And I, and I, and I, I love to share this part because people usually laugh, but you, when you're watching a movie where someone is single in the beginning of the movie and at the end she gets the guy, she gets the guy in an hour and a half movie time, but really it was over a year or weeks at a time, right? And, but they just condense it into a hour and a half movie. And then we get these Amazon goals and Amazon tasks that we think, oh, it's next day delivery. 
no sweetie it's not next day delivery like there's work you have to do <laughs> that's so true <laughs> i love me some amazon delivery too <laughs> but you're right you are so correct now let's try and wrap it up because i i know there's so much more that we can talk about and Christine and I can go back and forth, you know, just forever. Um, but if you guys are finding value in today's episode, please be sure to reach out to Coach Christine. All of her contact information will be listed down below. Um, I'm going to have her tell us a bit more about her Redefine You program. Um, and next week, next week, we are going to be tackling the third mistake and that is filling voids, right? Filling voids. So Coach Christine, give us a little tease if you can about that. And then we'll wrap things up with any other special points you have for our listeners. This episode of The Good Apple Podcast is being sponsored by SharondaSimone.com, the website where I share all of my raves and faves for beauty, motherhood, lifestyle, and my home. All the items there can keep you bougie on a budget. So make sure you head over and check it out. www.sharondasimone.com Okay, so filling voids. This one's really going to get you. Um, because you can't fill anything that has holes in the bottom. Ooh. And if you believe it. Ooh, I'm already intrigued. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely touch touch on that for the next podcast. But some of the takeaways I, I do want people to understand and like really take away because a lot of times we don't get traction is because we have a lack of action. So with that, when it comes to fear of control, remember, your present is a present. It's a gift. You only can really identify these things when you're present. So if you feel like you're having fear and control, you find yourself like yelling and getting anxious because things aren't turning out the way you think they should. That means you need to take a step back and be like, am I really trusting God? Am I really trusting the process? Because remember, the things that he does is unpredictable. We don't know every all the background work he's doing. We can just really trust him and know he's working out for our good. The second thing when it comes to false expectations and fantasies is look at your list. Look at that list and see if you're on that list. See if any of the things that you have that are on your list. And then really answer this question to yourself. Like, am I so committed to the illusion of this perfect person or my perfect child will be that I can't accept them for who they are right now? Be honest with yourself and journal it, journal it, journal. It's so much power in writing. And what I and there's so much power in writing and reading that, um, you know, back in the day, people used to actually get, you know, killed for that. And usually people fight and quarrel over treasures. And if you can put that in the sense of like even the treasure of you knowing how to read and write things out, because that gives you clarity, then that will be a treasure for you as well. Wonderful. Thank you so very much, Coach Christine. I really appreciate you. Um, I know that she covered a lot of Bible verses also in this episode. So check the show notes and the description box down below 
you will see all of the Bible verses that were referenced and discussed throughout this episode. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. I know that I have a lot that I can reflect on. Um, Please be sure to reach out to me, okay? Uh, Let's keep the conversation going and definitely check back again because we are going to wrap up this really great conversation with Coach Christine. So we're going to be focusing on filling the void. All right, T. So until next time, Apples, remember, I am Sharonda Simone, and I will either see you at the top or from the top. You decide. Bye.